Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. For over 175 years, four purposes have defined Hillsdale's mission, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to our brothers and sisters at Hillsdale for their great sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Number 877-381-3811, Joe Biden today invokes Martin Luther King in his continuing effort to destroy our voting system. And this is part of the problem. We've allowed the Democrats to project their narrative onto the country. That was my monologue last night on life, liberty, and Levin. So destroying the voting system is something Martin Luther King would have supported, you see. More on that later. I don't know what's been said today by others, but it doesn't much matter. I, I want to discuss with you what took place at this Texas Reform Synagogue. What took place was a jihadi got into our country... Uh, somehow, which I want to talk about, got a tourist visa into our country, despite the fact that this jihadi was part of a group under U.S. surveillance, under British surveillance, and was a well-known anti-Semite, that is, a Jew hater. When you do not have a serious immigration system, when you do not vet people properly, whether it's tourist visas or whether they're pouring over the border. This is what happens. God knows who among the two million illegal aliens now in our country are jihadis or MS-13 or sexual predators and on and on and on. We're able to catch a tiny percentage of them given how outnumbered our brave men and women of the Border Patrol and ICE are. 
the policies of this administration invite, certainly contribute to the endangerment of the people in this country. Even from a legal perspective, if you allow people to come in here legally and they do not have an allegiance to this country, or if they come from war-torn parts of the world, or they come from parts of the world where there's enormous amount of hate for religious groups or individuals, that type of thinking, that type of Education, indoctrination is also brought into our country. And the consequences can be deadly. Absolutely deadly. As pointed out in Fox and elsewhere, this individual, Malik Faisal, He's a British national. He took uh, four Jewish individuals in the synagogue hostage, including the rabbi. Now, luckily, in a strange way, it was a reform synagogue, not an Orthodox synagogue. It was Shabbat, where an Orthodox synagogue would have had an enormous number of their membership present. Not so much in a reform synagogue, quite frankly. But this was the synagogue closest to the federal prison which was holding a convicted jihadist terrorist. Now, it was identified by the FBI, Abram was, as the individual who uh, stormed into the congregation Beth Israel in Colleyville near Fort Worth, Texas. The standoff lasted approximately 12 hours. And he demanded the release of Afia Sidiqiu. Afia Sidiqiu is a Palestinian woman imprisoned in Texas on charges of trying to kill American service members in Afghanistan. 86-year prison sentence. After being convicted in 2008 incident in Manhattan in 2010. In 2010. So you have a jihadist who comes to the United States a few weeks ago for the specific purpose of taking hostages, clearly at a synagogue. He didn't pick uh, some other place. He went to where he figured the Jews were. And um, was threatening to kill them unless they convicted jihadi who attempted to kill American service people in Afghanistan, was released. Now, Matt DeSarno is the FBI special agent in charge there, probably not much longer. And it, it was the strangest thing I've ever heard. He went out of his way to say this was not about anti-Semitism. The jihadi comes to the United States from Britain. He's on our watch list. He's on the, the Brits' watch list. He's known as a rabid Jew hater. He comes to the United States to get Lady Al-Qaeda, is her nickname, released 
if the she's convicted for trying to kill American service people. And he's in a synagogue. He's taken hostages, including a rabbi. But that's all coincidental. Matt DeSarno, cut to Mr. Producer, go. Uh, we, we, we do believe from our engagement with this subject that he was singularly focused on one issue, uh, and it was not specifically related to the Jewish community, uh, but we're continuing to work to find motive, and, and we will continue on that path. In terms of the resolution of the incident, uh, the, the hostage taker is deceased. Mm-hmm. This is bizarre beyond belief. Bizarre beyond belief, but in some ways... It's actually understandable. Now, how can that be? In some ways, it's actually understandable. Robert Spencer had a Jihad Watch, a fantastic individual. I do not know him, certainly not well. He writes of PJ Media clueless, woke FBI downplays anti-Semitic aspect of hostage-taking at Texas Synagogue. The jihadi who stormed the congregation Beth Israel in Colleyville, Texas, and took hostages Saturday, demanding the release of convicted jihad terrorist Afia Siddiqui, is dead, and the hostages are safe. And now comes the real work, whitewashing, downplaying, and ignoring outright what took place, because it doesn't fit the establishment narrative. I just played for you what special agent in charge Matt DeCerno said. His bizarre statement is based on the fact that the demands the hostage taker made all revolved around Afia Siddiqui, a.k.a. Lady Al-Qaeda, who's serving 86 years in prison for plotting a large-scale jihadi massacre in New York City. The hostage taker reportedly demanded that his sister, quote-unquote, be freed, which led to widespread speculation he was, in fact, Afia Siddiqui's brother. At this point, however... Although they have not released his name, officials have announced he's no relation to her, while we now know who he is. By sister, he meant sister in terrorism, not biological system. According to Tom Winner of NBC News, this is again pre-rescue and release of the hostages, the hostage taker even had the rabbi of Congregation Beth Israel, Charlie Citron Walker, whom he was holding hostage, call another rabbi in New York City. Quote, the purpose of the call was to again demand the release of Afia Siddiqui, the New York City-based rabbi called 911, and the NYPD is well aware of the incident, tweeted Winner. So let's get this straight. A man enters a synagogue and takes hostages and warns that if anyone gets too close, people will die. He demands the release of an al-Qaeda terrorist. The FBI then asserts, that his actions were not specifically related to the Jewish community, apparently because he was talking about Afia Siddiqui, and at least not reportedly railing against Jews in Israel. So why exactly did all this occur in a synagogue? He had the whole wide green world in which to take hostages. Why did he choose Congregation Beth Israel of, Co- of Colleyville, Texas? Once he had taken his hostages, why did he leave one rabbi, Call another rabbi in order to demand Lady Al-Qaeda's release. What does Congregation Beth Israel have to do with Afia Siddiqui? What does its rabbi, or the rabbi whom the hostage taker had him contact in New York, have to do with it? Well, the answer to both questions is nothing whatsoever. 
A hostage taker chose the synagogue over any other possible target because of the widespread belief in the Islamic world that the Jews control the world through various surreptitious means, as Jordanian professor Ahmad Nafal articulated last April, rallying against, quote, Zionist notions, unquote, and Jewish notions. He said it is forbidden to say Jewish nowadays, forbidden. Fine, whatever, we'll say Zionist, it's the same thing. See how they rule the world? They even monitor what words you use. What kind of power is this? If you curse 1.7 million Muslims, there's nothing to it. But you dare to say one word against the Jews, they cancel you. Now, he was not singular. In a Friday sermon in 2016 at the Mayyad Mosque in Damascus, Sheikh Muhammad Mamoum Rama declared, Are you aware, O Muslims and Arabs, that global Jewry holds the political reins of the world's superpowers? The entire world knows that the Jews... Control the sources of this, that, and the rest of it. Sounds a lot like Omar, doesn't he, Mr. Producer? Yes, he does. The global news agencies are really in the hands of Zionists. They're doing a remarkably poor job in telling Israel's side of the story, but never mind. The jihadi chose the synagogue because he clearly believed that the Jews, and perhaps only Jews, held the power to secure... Afia Siddiqui's release, he says. That's one view, one very rational view. And then Matt Vespa, over at Town Hall, why the media is about to run away from the Texas synagogue hostage story. And of course he's right, but why? The FBI can't say what the motive was regarding this attack. Now they've They've reversed course completely. They've reversed course completely. But there's something something quite rancid at the FBI, at the Department of Justice, and the Democrat Party spreading throughout the country. You remember what happened when Hamas was shooting missiles into Israel and Israel was shooting back? defending its citizens and its population centers. Remember the people who poured into the streets attacking the Jews in New York and in L.A.? Driving around in trucks with Palestinian flags, you remember that? This is the same FBI who said that the 2017 GOP congressional baseball shooting by a violent and dedicated leftist, and I will add Bernie Sanders supporter, was not politically motivated. It's a clown show, but one that will soon pick up shop. The name of the shooter has been revealed, and it's not in keeping with the liberal media narrative. It's not a MAGA supporter. It's not a white nationalist. I know liberals were hoping it would be a white guy, he writes. Now, I want to talk about this in a moment. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. My friends, I know you love freedom and want to defend it. And I know you love the Constitution. Well, so do I. And it's the same with Hillsdale College, the best liberal arts college in America. Hillsdale's mission is pursuing truth and defending liberty. It gives its undergraduate and graduate students the best education. And it is working to make this education available to all. But today, I want to tell you about Hillsdale's free monthly speech digest of liberty. It's called Imprimus. Over 6 million households and businesses receive Imprimus for free every month. 
And you can join them by subscribing at levinforhillsdale.com. There are no strings attached. Generous donors who love freedom make it possible for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for free. And Primus is one of my favorite publications. It's short, smart, useful, and fun. Start receiving your own free copy of this great digest of liberty. Visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Levinforhillsdale.com. I hope you'll keep listening because the final thing I'm going to mention during this particular broadcast about what took place, I think is... Well, it needs to be underscored, and I think it will surprise many of you. will surprise many of you. Now, first of all, this guy was part of a group in Britain. The British police knew immediately to arrest two teenagers allegedly connected to the hostage-taking. It's part of the ongoing investigation. They were detained in South Manchester... They're being questioned. The fact is that this jihadi was known to our law enforcement and federal law enforcement intelligence agencies and known to the British. So how did he get a visa to enter the United States? Malik Faisal Akram, the hostage taker, now dead as a doorknob, 44, flew into the U.S. on January 2 with a tourist visa. M15 in the U.K. is confirmed he was known to them, but wasn't considered an immediate risk. The FBI has not commented on whether or not he was known to U.S. authorities. Well, he was. There was silence from D.C. in the White House on how he bypassed the checks. I would say, ladies and gentlemen, we need answers, and I'm sure the journalists will be all over it. And I say that sarcastically because they won't. They won't. In fact, one journalist, so-called, immediately said, now here comes the attack on Muslims. First of all, Americans aren't attacking Muslims. Muslims are attacking Muslims. And I'm sick and tired of Americans being talked about this way and treated this way. Utterly disgusted by it. We are a wonderful people, a beneficent people, and we've lost a lot of Americans defending Muslims from Muslims. We have a lot of Muslim friends and allies who get it. I'm sick and tired of these white racists, these white hate American types, and radicals, some of whom are Muslim and some of whom are not, trashing this country. But when we, want to, when we come back, I want to know why has this group CARE in Texas been defending Lady Al-Qaeda? That's right, you heard me. I'll be right back. My friends, I know you love freedom and want to defend it. And I know you love the Constitution. Well, so do I. And it's the same with Hillsdale College, the best liberal arts college in America. Hillsdale's mission is pursuing truth and defending liberty. It gives its undergraduate and graduate students the best education. And it is working to make this education available to all. But today, I want to tell you about Hillsdale's free monthly speech digest of liberty. It's called Imprimus. Over 6 million households and businesses receive Imprimus for free every month. And you can join them by subscribing at levinforhillsdale.com. 
There are no strings attached. Generous donors who love freedom make it possible for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for free. And Primus is one of my favorite publications. It's short, smart, useful, and fun. Start receiving your own free copy of this great digest of liberty. Visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Levinforhillsdale.com. Don't ask him for middle ground. There is no middle ground. Talk with Mark Levin now at 877-381-3811. Council on American-Islamic Relations. Many years ago, when I came on radio, this organization was threatening conservative talk show hosts with boycotts, complaining to their executives at the various stations about individuals who would criticize the organization. And they were painting such individuals as anti-Muslim, as bigots. And they were doing it on WMAL here, among other places. And I came on the air and I said, I'm not putting up with this. So many words. That if there's an effort by this group or its surrogates to remove me from the radio, I will sue them. Not just for libel, but tortious interference with my contract and my business, and I will have access to all their materials. Because that's the nature of civil litigation. I will have access to all their top people, all their top donors, and I will find out what's going on with this organization. And so it began to stop. I've often talked about the history of this organization, at least in the past, that it was born in Philadelphia from individuals with links to Hamas and ultimately the mother Muslim Brotherhood in the 1990s. And it is an organization that has tremendous access to the highest levels of the Democrat Party. During the Obama administration, it visited the White House, its, its uh, different representatives did, as did the Muslim Brotherhood on many occasions. CARES had an enormous influence on training and teaching at the FBI and the Department of Justice, among other places. CARE has been hosting events to free the convicted terrorist, Afia Siddiqui. For example, on September 17, 2021, CARE's Dallas-Fort Worth chapter held a rally at the Federal Medical Center in Carswell in support of Afia Siddiqui. November 10, 2021, CARE in Austin held a virtual event with Linda Sarsour. And on December 16, 2021, CARE Texas held another event at the East Plano Islamic Center, including beyond this terrorist, but with anti-Semites. There's just a sample of events in Texas, CARE. You can Google them yourselves. 
But Texas Care has been engaged in a nationwide campaign from Washington to Boston to New York with the El Baile law firm that is representing Afia Siddiqui, the convicted terrorist. Meanwhile, CARE's San Francisco executive director a few months ago, speaking at the American Muslims for Palestine, expressed her support for destroying Israel, called the ADL, Hillel, and other Jewish organizations enemies, and went after quote-unquote Zionist synagogues. CARE yesterday condemned what had taken place at the synagogue. Seems pretty hollow, doesn't it? has a long history of supporting anti-Semitism and quite frankly violent in my view violent organizations and causes CNN interviewed a member of the synagogue who was watching the Shabbat services on the live stream and said the hostage taker was expressing anti-Semitism toward Jews in Israel and said that he flew 5,000 miles to the U.S. to pick a synagogue because of its close proximity to DFW airport and yet the FBI refused to say it was not connected initially and motivated by Jew hatred. Willful blindness. Absolutely willful blindness. And it's going on and it's spreading. The Democrat Party, which is the party of 70% more of the Jewish people in this country, whose majority leader in the Senate is Jewish, among others, tolerates Talib, Omar, AOC, and others. The Marxists, who've always hated Jews, tolerates them, protects them, defends them. Pelosi hasn't removed any of them from any committees. And when there was an effort to condemn Omar for her blatantly anti-Semitic statements, when there was an effort to condemn her, they watered it down, they didn't mention her name, and they talked about all faiths and people should not have to face derogatory attacks. So they never did sanction her, call her out, anything of the kind. Talib has made many anti-Semitic statements. Parents are Palestinian. They immigrated to the United States. She was born here. And she was embraced openly, publicly on the tarmac some months ago by Joe Biden. By Joe Biden. So how did this would-be killer of Jews get a visa? And where are the media asking these questions? We've got the Daily Mail. Where's the Daily News? 
Washington Post, the New York Times, where are they? Where's CBS Nightly News or NBC Nightly News or ABC News or all the rest of them? Where are they? Open borders. Refusal to enforce the law. Incompetence. And quite frankly... Embracing organizations like CARE leads to disastrous effects in this country. Disastrous. But I note here a headline at Breitbart, New York Times warns of right-wing threat to democracy, calls to war game insurgency, secession, and civil war. The U.S. may be on the verge of collapse due to right-wing threats on democracy, according to a recent New York Times piece they called to intensify war games, quote-unquote, for scenarios concerning the 2024 presidential election, such as, insurre- I'm quoting, insurrection, secession, insurgency, and civil war, unquote, in order to avert, quote, political decay of the country. The New York Times contributes to political decay of this country and has for a very, very long time, and not just this country, other countries. A Thursday New York Times essay titled, We Need to Think the Unthinkable About Our Country, begins by deeming the U.S. perhaps even more alarmingly fractious and divided one year after the January 6th Capitol riot. Regrettably, the right has sustained its support for former President Donald Trump and continued its assault on American democratic norms. So here you have the New York Times planting the seeds of violence, basically telling radical left groups Black Lives Matter, Antifa, and other American Marxist groups prepare for violence. Now, when you prepare for violence, I guess you prepare to be violent, right? Preparing for war games and tabletop exercises and operations research. The essay was penned by Jonathan Stevenson, a former National Security Council staff from the Obama administration, and Stephen Simon, a former staff from the State Department of National Security, Reagan, Bush, Clinton, and Obama, in other words, a bureaucrat, speculating that the next presidential election will almost inevitably be vicious, perhaps violently contested. They warn of a politically existential threat to the country due to right-wing preparations for a potential 2024 power grab. really quite remarkable, all the violence that's occurred in this country the last few years and how the media, the New York Slimes, the Washington Compost, former officials in our government have dismissed it all. Now we have this event at this synagogue. And the goal here now is to dumb it down. Dumb it down. 40% of the hate crimes, according to the FBI, that are taking place in this country against Jews. Jews are a tiny percentage of the population. Well, who's committing these hate crimes? Evangelical Christians? No. Who's committing them? Will the New York Times do a story on that? Will the FBI tell us? Who's committing these hate crimes against Jews? Who are they? 
Who's committing the hate crimes in Brooklyn, New York? Who are they? Who committed the hate crimes in L.A. during the riots against the synagogues? Who are they? I'm just curious. Who are they? Nikki Freed is the agricultural commissioner in Florida. She's a radical leftist. And in a radio interview on Friday, she drew parallels between Ron DeSantis and Adolf Hitler. She's being interviewed on NPR's Florida Roundup, called DeSantis an authoritarian before advancing the, comp- the comparison between the Florida governor and the leader of the Nazi party. Writes, I believe, A.G. Gengarski. Instead of listening and trying to govern with the people, he's trying to govern over the people. And that, I'm sorry, I'm a student of history too. I saw the rise of Hitler. I learned those stories, Fried said. When asked if she was comparing DeSantis to Hitler, Fried stood her ground. In a lot of ways, yes, she told interviewer Melissa Ross. I've studied Hitler and how he got to power, wanting his own militia, having his own army. They use this name Hitler all the time to describe Trump, DeSantis, you, me, white supremacists, neo-Nazis. Not just against white supremacists and neo-Nazis, but against everybody. This vile provocative propaganda can also be found in the media and in the Democrat Party. If you don't support the effort to forever empower the Democrat Party with one party rule as they have in California, then you support voter suppression uh, suppression and election subversion. That was Biden today. Harris today. Our freedom to vote is under assault. If you don't pass the voting rights bill to honor Martin Luther King. Clyburn on ABC's This Week Mansion and Cinema decided that voting rights of the Senate minority are more important than a minority's rights in this great country. Pelosi, we dishonor Martin Luther King to use the filibuster and block this bill. We dishonor him. Ralph Warnock, on The View today, Republicans, anti-American, trying to turn democracy on its head. Representative Nakima Williams, can't let the 50 Republican senators off the hook. This is our civil rights moment. Ellie Mistel. On MSNBC today, Mansion and Cinema are the type of white people Martin Luther King warned us about. Tiffany Cross on MSNBC Saturday, Kirsten Cinema is, quote, upholding white supremacy, unquote. And these media outlets and these, these poisonous statements contribute mightily. to the downfall of this great country. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. 
My friends, I know you love freedom and want to defend it. And I know you love the Constitution. Well, so do I. And it's the same with Hillsdale College, the best liberal arts college in America. Hillsdale's mission is pursuing truth and defending liberty. It gives its undergraduate and graduate students the best education, and it is working to make this education available to all. But today, I want to tell you about Hillsdale's free monthly speech digest of liberty. It's called Imprimus. Over 6 million households and businesses receive Imprimus for free every month. And you can join them by subscribing at levinforhillsdale.com. There are no strings attached. Generous donors who love free to make it possible for Hillsdale to send Imprimus to you for free. Imprimus is one of my favorite publications. It's short, smart, useful, and fun. Start receiving your own free copy of this great digest of liberty. Visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. levinforhillsdale.com. Got a ton more to get to, so stick with us, friends. I uh, want to delve into a number of things uh, as we go along today, and there's a lot to delve into. Now, what I've been talking about this hour, I think, is relevant to all of us. It's relevant to our country. It's relevant to our belief system, our values, and our morals. And when you get away from that, What do you have? What do you have? When you get away from that, what do you have? Well, you have Marxism. You have a Democrat party that embraces it. I don't know, but I would ask you, those of you who are listening to radio and TV during the course of the day, How many broadcasters have brought up CARE's efforts on behalf of Lady Al-Qaeda? Maybe some have. How many have? I want to give a salute to Fox and Friends Sunday. Because when this news broke the night before, the evening before, about this synagogue, and the FBI said what it said. Every one of those hosts, now obviously Pete Higgs is my closest friend among them, but they're all wonderful people. Every one of those hosts denounced what the FBI was trying to do. (coughs) Denounced it. And let me make it so simple that even Media Matters can understand. Because they give aid and comfort to these these radical leftists, not killers, but radical leftists. A jihadi wanted to kill Jews. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, One American News Network, 
Obviously, I'm not on One American News Network. I seem to be everywhere else. But I believe strongly in the competition of news outlets, the competition of ideas, the competition of free speech, strongly. America is better off for having One America News Network and Newsmax, among other things. DirecTV is owned by AT&T, the same AT&T that owns CNN. And you keep hearing Joe Biden admonish big tech and the corporatists around the country. You need to do something about misinformation and disinformation, which means people who disagree with him, because if Joe is anything, he's a bald-faced liar and a demagogue. One American News, as they write at PBR Wire, BizPack Review, One American News will no longer be available as part of the DirecTV lineup once its current contract expires. Now, I heard this, and... I don't do a lot of satellite around here, but we're, I'm going to look at whatever bills we have. If we have direct TV, you're going to say, Mark, you don't know you have. Uh, I really don't, but we're going to get rid of it if we do. I can tell you that right now. In fact, I think we already did. I think we already did get rid of it. The digital satellite service announced that conservative network OAN will not have its current contract renewed, which will likely happen in April, according to Bloomberg News. Now, I don't care about any of the rest of their story. I really don't. So I want to encourage each and every one of you that has DirecTV to get rid of it. Get rid of it. Drop it. You don't need it. There are many ways to see many scores and scores and scores of TV stations. Get rid of it. This is what I talk about in Chapter 7 of American Marxism. If the corporatists want to throw in with those who hate this country. They want to undermine basic freedoms. I didn't even say the Bill of Rights. I said basic freedoms. There needs to be pushback. I want to strongly encourage you, please, millions of you, drop DirecTV. Drop it. Push back. The left is very good at these uh, Marxist tactics. I'm sure the board that oversees DirecTV is radical left, like most of these boards are with most of these broadcast companies. Why do you think most of these broadcast companies air my show? Because they make money from it. Most of them hate my guts, however. I want to strongly encourage you. Let's make this a Levin surge. Drop DirecTV and tell them why. But Mark, OAN is a competitor of yours. No, they're not. Any conservative site, as far as I'm concerned, is a good site. Because there's so few of them. There's so few of them. So I want to strongly encourage you. Please. There's no reason to give corporations and corporatists 
your money. There's no reason to enrich them. There's no reason to support their anti-American, anti-liberty agendas. There's no reason for this. We need to speak with our money. We need to speak with our own resources. There's millions of us. So if, depending on when you're listening to this program, if you can't do it tonight, tomorrow, first thing, write it down or put it on whatever kind of calendar you or schedule you have. It's to call, contact DirecTV and cut them off. Cut them off. Tell them you're not renewing One America News and I'm not renewing you. The satellite TV providers notified OAN's owner, Herring Networks, Inc., that it plans to stop carrying the company's two channels when their contract expires. Herring Networks also owns AWE, a lifestyle channel that stands for a wealth of entertainment. We informed Herring Networks that following a routine internal review, we do not plan to enter into a new contract when our current agreement expires. So this is their largest distributor. It's carried the channel since April 2017, and I don't think it's a surprise that this is going on now that the uh, Democrats control the White House and Congress. And leftists celebrated the news as OAN has long been under fire for its open support of former President Donald Trump. Well, there you go. Now there's tens of millions of us. You can cripple DirecTV. Now, the question is whether you're going to. Whether you're going to cut them off or just complain about this. And more than that, whether you're going to tell other family members and friends and colleagues, cut them off. In an October 2021 report, Reuters noted how the OAN's founder and chief executive, Robert Herring, had testified that AT&T executives were the inspiration to launch the conservative network. AT&T executives were the inspiration. They told us they wanted a conservative network, he said in a 2019 deposition, according to Reuters. According to journalist Andy No, NGO, excellent journalist, political operative group operating on behalf of Democrats took credit for putting pressure on DirecTV to drop the conservative channel. That's what I'm talking about. That's exactly what I'm talking about. A political operative group. Well, listen, there's millions and millions of you listening to my show. You can be a quote-unquote political operative group, too. And drop DirecTV. Midas Touch, M-E-I-D-A-S, Touch. Political operative group. Operates on behalf of Democrats. Claim to be pro-democracy. They take credit for pressuring DirecTV into canceling OAN. I don't know. What do you think of uh, these guys marching around in their shiny boots and their brown shirts telling people what they can listen to, what shows should be aired? Well, that's what they're doing. And while the predictable celebratory, celebratory tweets roll in from the left, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? They don't believe in democracy, obviously. They don't want a populace that has access to information that disagrees with the Democrats. 
I don't know how much more of this you're going to put up with. It's very easy to cut, cut off their financial uh, source. And by the way, I might remind you as well. You remember the letter that was written by a couple of uh, Democrat chair people that I read to you on the air? Uh, where they wrote a letter to a number of these corporatists telling them to do this sort of thing? To go after Fox? Remember that? To go after Fox, to go after Newsmax, to go after OAN, to go after conservative talk radio and cut them off. Remember that, Mr. Producer? Members of Congress lobbying DirecTV, the various uh, cable uh, uh, platforms and so forth. You can do this, just drop them. So they've gone from threatening advertisers to now threatening the very companies that have the platforms. So you shouldn't threaten them, just cut off their funding. I'm informed that we did cut off DirecTV some time ago. Okay, good. So we need to encourage our friends and neighbors and family, meaning all of you, you need to encourage them to cut them off. I'm not kidding. This is a Levin surge. This is, if you don't push back, you're going to get swallowed. If you don't push back, you're going to get swallowed. Do you care? If DirecTV goes out of business, do you care if AT&T, a massive corporation that funds CNN, that funds DirecTV, that funds so much of this crap? Do you care if you quote-unquote hurt them so much? I could care less. A lot of people in the very, you know, posts, conservatives, they're afraid to say things like this because they're afraid they're going to be boycotted. The problem is you can't capitulate to the thugs. They'll boycott you or not boycott you. And we need to fight back. And we need to push back. So they deplatform or they're going to OAN. Now you deplatform them. I guess it's called an eye for an eye in the Bible. But they have to learn that their only customers are not the hard left. They have to learn that patriots in this country are not going to put up with it. They have to learn that we have a massive amount of resources and we can punish them. Now you need to punish DirecTV. Punish them. Look at all the crap that's on satellite TV anyway, quite frankly. But they go after this little conservative network, OAN. Well, we're going to stand with OAN and Newsmax and Fox and all the others because there's not enough of us. If one goes, that's a big blow. And we're going to stand for the principle of liberty and free speech and competition of ideas. They want to destroy our voting system so there's one party. They've all but destroyed academic freedom in our colleges and universities so there's one ideology being pushed. And they're constantly looking for ways to take out conservative platforms that don't even reach 50% of the Americans, not even close. So this is an official event surge. I hope you'll join me. Just cut off, cut off DirecTV. We'll boycott, do this, just cut them off. 
stop paying their income, their salaries, their pensions. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Over 2,000 of you, my listeners, made the switch from overpriced wireless carriers to Pure Talk over the past few months. We want the rest of you to join us and to see what we're talking about. If you're with AT&T and Verizon or T-Mobile, your family could save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk. You get great coverage, you can keep your phone and your number, and you'll save a fortune. Pure Talk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs with the absolute best consumer service team based right here in America. Does that sound good? Well, it gets better. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data, just $30 a month. And if you go over on data, they don't charge you for it. They don't care. Go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin, L-E-V-I-N Podcast. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. Well, you've probably heard uh, one of the owners, a part owner of the Golden State Warriors, Hamas Palahapatiya, if that is his name. Nobody cares about the Chinese communists murdering all these Uyghurs. But I have more to add to that. Cut 16, Mr. Producer, go. Nobody cares, about, again, no, nobody cares about what's happening to the Uyghurs, okay? You, you bring it up because you really what? care, and I think what that's do you mean nice that you cares? care. The rest of us don't care. I'm just well, telling you a very hard... I'm telling you a very hard, ugly truth, okay? Of all the things that I care about, yes, it is below my line. Okay? Oh, of all the things that's... that I care about, it is below my line. The NBA... But, of course, he doesn't speak for the Golden State Warriors, said the Golden State Warriors. Well, who does? LeBron James? Who does? The part owner of the Golden State Warriors, Fox is reporting, donated hundreds of thousands of dollars in support of President Biden's campaign. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. What do you think of that? According to FEC data, he has donated to the campaigns of several prominent Democrats, including Biden, Cory Booker, Hillary Clinton's failed 2016 campaign, the DNC, the Senate Majority PAC. He's a venture capitalist. No wonder he doesn't care. Probably makes a fortune off China, just my guess. Gave a quarter of a million dollars to the Biden Victory Fund in support of Biden's 2020 presidential campaign in July of that year. Another 5600 directly to his campaign. That's the max. He also donated, donated 66200 to the DNC. He donated a total of 750000 to the Senate Majority PAC, affiliated with Chuck Schumer. There's uh, a history with uh, Secretary of State Antony Blinken having brought him on a social capital at a social capital in 2017 uh, until he joined the Biden administration. Uh, he had an advisory result that netted Blinken and an interest in his company worth a quarter of a million. 
State Department spokesman Ned Price responded to Fox News Digital Inquiry about this by saying, Secretary Blinken has made clear that we adhere to the strictest ethical... Yeah, okay. He didn't ask you about your strictest ethical uh, norms, like, you know, the way we left Afghanistan with American citizens there. And... um, this MBA is, a, is, a, is becoming poisonous. Absolutely poisonous. And I'm sure CARE will speak out very, very shortly. The MBA doesn't care. This clown doesn't care. You know, it's a funny thing how they talk about Republicans caring only about money, money, money. Really? Well, these clowns are willing to destroy the country in order to get money to the people they want to get money to through government subsidies and all the rest. They want to take over various industries. And, uh, but I wonder if Biden will denounce him. I wonder. I wonder if, uh, I just wonder if all these people in the, in, the, uh, in the sports world, the ESPN will denounce these people. This guy. Say that fast. Just, just, uh, I don't care. Does anybody, it's not on the, t- it's not above my line or whatever it is. It's, it's just not above my line. The inhumanity of the left is really quite, a, uh, quite remarkable. The inhumanity of the left. Even on things like inflation, well, what's the big deal? You know, with, but when you read Marx, as I'm sure this clown Michael Kazin has, professor, Marx says, hey, look, we've got to have a period of despotism. A period of despotism, that's the way it goes. You just have to hope that you're not the one period of despotism devours, but typically you will be. Typically you will be. Now, I wonder if the Golden State Warriors, I wonder if their coach is going to open his big mouth. I wonder if the players are going to open their mouth. I wonder if the players' union will condemn them, condemn this guy. I wonder if he'll be compelled to give up a percentage of his, his ownership of the uh, basketball team. Time will tell, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe he'll just put out an apology and everything will be all well and good. I'll be right back. The Mark Levin Show, live and national at 877-381-3811. Nobody cares about what's happening to the Uyghurs, okay? You, you bring it up because you really what? care, and I think what that's do you mean nice that you care. The rest of us don't care. I'm just well, telling really you a very care? hard. Wait, wait, I'm you're telling you a very, personally don't care. I'm telling you a very hard, ugly truth. Okay, of all the things that I care about, yes, it is below my line. Okay, oh, of all the things that's... that I care about, it is below my line. This guy is a Democrat, left-wing activist. He's a multi-billionaire, and he's a complete ass. And he is a big supporter of Biden and Schumer and Cory Booker and the DNC was a big supporter of Hillary Clinton. And I don't think he's alone in this kind of an attitude. I really don't. 
I really don't, because when people all over this country are suffering, not a lot less so but, but, uh, than, than, than the Uyghurs, but from inflation and so forth, I don't think they care. I just don't think they care. And we should be thankful that this guy was on a podcast and he reveals himself. I'm quite serious about this. Let's see if they throw him under the bus. I don't think they will. How do you think Soros thinks? I think he thinks just like this guy. Just like this guy. That it's just not something I give a damn about. And it really is an amazing thing to me. It's an amazing thing to me to be quite honest that the Muslim community can support the Democrats when the Democrats have guys like this. Or the Jewish community can support the Democrats when the Democrats are tight with care. The Democrat Party has figured out how to coalesce various disparate groups to support them. It tries to identify the groups. It tries to cater to the groups. And it tries to upset the groups. One against the the other, or at least against the society. I find it totally appalling. And yet we see a lot of this. So I went into my local grocery store, but before I did, there was a sign on the door. It said, please purchase only what you need. We're running out of product. Now this is a major regional chain. We're running out of product. Please purchase only what you need. We're running out of product. Did you ever in your life think you'd hear that, or maybe in your case, read something like that in the United States of America? Well, the former CEO of Walmart, Bill Simon, was on Fox Saturday, and he couldn't believe it either. He couldn't believe what was going on. Cut 17, go. It's a shocking and unmitigated disaster right now. Our shelves and our stores look like the Soviet Union in 1972. And it's honestly a shock to, to Americans. It's never happened in our lifetime. We're facing, uh, you know, a, a, a sort of a, a, collaborate, a collaborative disaster happening all at once, a tangled mess of wires. Um, you know, the farmer that just spoke is is rightly accurate in that prices are rising, but that's compounded by the fact that it's very difficult for them to get their product to the market right now because transportation is also an issue. We have, you know, we have a, a backup at the ports and we have rising wages and we have, uh, you know, all kinds of things that are happening that are, that are really just pushing upward pressure on prices and the, the, the upward pressure on prices usually means that demand is reduced 
uh, and supply increases. So there should be more product on the shelves. And so we've got sort of this double whammy happening. And right now, uh, the administration and the Congress is focused on are focused on things that don't matter to the American people. American people are hurting and they want them to focus on inflation, on gas prices, on a, a solution for COVID, maybe with therapeutics. But they don't support therapeutics. There's not a shortage of therapeutics because Biden and uh, the thugs around him have taken over the distribution of therapeutics. First from the private sector, then from states like Florida. And of course, they're not very good at this. For those who have yet to figure that out, they're not very good at running industries let alone the entire economy. And so um, there's shortages of therapeutics, among other things. That's the former head of Walmart, but it was really quite remarkable. And here's something else you're going to start finding, and I hate to be the one to tell you this. You're going to start to run low on medicines. You're going to start to run low on certain medicines. Because some of the elements that are in the medicines that many of you take, you cannot find them in the United States. You find them in places like, ready for this? China. And plus, even where you can find certain elements in the United States, they're manufactured overseas in certain instances. And so you're going to start getting delays at your pharmacy. I'll give you another story. I went into Walmart in Florida. I'm not going to tell you what I asked for it because I don't want there to be a run on it. Basic over-the-counter item. I threw in a couple of small boxes so I don't have to keep going back to Walmart. I'm and... Um, try and save a number of trips. Not hoarding. They come in boxes. So I threw in two boxes. And the cashier, the lady said to me, it's good you got two boxes. I said, why is that? We're running out of it. I said, you're running out of this? She said, yes. We're running out of stuff. This is what happens when you put Number one, Democrats in charge. Number two, pushing a Marxist-type ideology. And number three, where they think they can run everything. The shortages that we're seeing and experiencing in the shelves, you can see the shelves in every corner of this country. That's what will happen to health care. That's why you'll have rationing. When health care becomes a right, it's like saying... Anything that you purchase or any service you get is a right. That means people expect that right to be given to them for free or at some de minimis cost and whenever they demand it and however they demand it. It's a right. Of course, it's not a right. It's a service. People have to train and they train hard and they work hard. They go to school a lot longer than the rest of us. Their lives are turned upside down to become a doctor. I know I've watched it. 
then they're told a thousand different things that they must do if they dare to open their own office. And so it is pretty much government run. More than half of the health care that is distributed in this country is distributed by the government, whether it's Medicare, Medicaid, and that sort of thing. More than half of it. And so the consequences are they drive up the price, they drive up demand, and they drive down the supply. And they drive down the quality. I don't know how many more times human beings have to learn this. I don't know how many more people have to die or get sick or be inconvenienced to learn this. I really don't. You're probably finding now, as am I, that if you want to see a specialist, it's taking longer and longer to see a specialist. Longer and longer to see a specialist. More and more paperwork to see a specialist. And you'll blame the insurance companies because they're the intermediaries. But everybody's responding to demands from Washington, D.C., from the bureaucracy and the hard-left politicians who create it. Everybody's responding to this. There's a reason why when Trump was president, we didn't have an inflation issue. We never heard of a supply chain issue before. I never heard of it in my life. We never went into stores and there were shortages of basics. I never had a cashier tell me it's a good thing you got two boxes of that because we're running out of it. At a Walmart. I never heard of, a, of an administration that celebrates a low unemployment rate because the number of people who've dropped out of the workforce is at a record high. But look at this, we have low unemployment. But okay, I'll bet you North Korea has lower unemployment than we do. If the economy is not healthy, it doesn't matter. And they want to spend trillions more. And they turned from the border. They've destroyed immigration in this country. To spending, they've destroyed our finances in this country. They're destroying our currency in this country. To quote-unquote criminal justice, they've destroyed our criminal justice system now. What's going on in the streets is unbelievable. And the threats to the American people. Now they're turning to voting. They're going to destroy that in order to empower themselves. This ideology, this Democrat Party, they don't leave well enough alone. They don't leave individual human beings to their own devices. No, 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 they can't do that. They're very uncomfortable about that. And when you look at the people who are behind this, an AOC, a Talib, an Omar, a Nancy Pelosi, a Chuck Schumer, what the hell have they ever done? They don't have any real-world experiences. Even if they did, they shouldn't be godlike figures, but they don't. Just because you pass a law, just because you impose your ideology, doesn't mean you care about people. And it certainly doesn't mean you're going to create a better society. They can't, and they won't. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Over 2,000 of you, my listeners, made the switch from overpriced wireless carriers to Pure Talk over the past few months. We want the rest of you to join us and to see what we're talking about. If you're with AT&T and Verizon or T-Mobile, your family could save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk. You get great coverage, you can keep your phone and your number, and you'll save a fortune. 
Pure Talk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs with the absolute best consumer service team based right here in America. Does that sound good? Well, it gets better. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data, just $30 a month. And if you go over on data, they don't charge you for it. They don't care. Go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin, L-E-V-I-N Podcast. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. I don't know Rodgers, quarterback for Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers. I don't know these men. But I admire them. I'm a huge UFC fan, so I know Joe Rogan through the television. And, of course, Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest quarterbacks in history. Now, these men have decided that they're not going to be vaccinated, or they've decided that they're going to approach this disease, this, this illness, their way. And so um, the elite, I should say the elitists, that's different than elite. So the elitists do what? They try to destroy them. Now these are powerful men. They're iconic figures in their own fields. Rogan has by far the biggest podcast in the world. And Rogers has, of course, a massive fan base. But they're out to make a point. They're out to destroy people. And you shall comply or else. And the amazing thing is, I got the vaccines, as you know, because I wanted to. I didn't have to do any of it. I got the booster because I wanted to. And I got the virus. And then I got the monoclonal antibodies. Thanks to the governor of Florida. No, I didn't call him. We have a home in Florida. That's where I was. That's where I got the virus. And then I went to the, the center like everybody else and waited and got my shots. Now, this is edifying. This is edifying. These vaccines are not perfect by any means. Masks are not effective. The CDC has basically admitted it. So much of what Fauci has told us on endless television, radio, media appearances has been false. And I think people are just disgusted by it. And they're disgusted by it because of the totalitarian measures the Democrat Party and the, and the medical Marxists seek to impose on us. And here's the deal. They don't have all this knowledge that they suggest that they do or they claim that they do. There's still a ton of debate among experts, scientists, and academia and elsewhere about, about so many of these things. A ton of debate. And people are simply tired of being pushed around. And so when I think of a guy like Joe Rogan, and I don't know the guy, or when I think of somebody like... Uh, Aaron Rodgers, 
Now, this will be shocking to some people, but I don't care. They remind me of what it is to be a red-blooded American. In other words, not simply because they're defiant or provocative or anything of that sort. They don't seek to be defiant or provocative. They're doing their own thing in their own lives. But because they think for themselves and they're independent. If you want to get the vaccine and the boosters... Do it because you think for yourself and you're independent and you either study the medicine or study the science or you consult with people you respect and you do it. Not because somebody tells you to do it or everybody else does it. So when I look at a Rogan or I look at a Rogers and they all have come out of this perfectly fine, that's how I think of them. I'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, this final hour of the podcast is sponsored exclusively by AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we care about, faith, family, and freedom. Thank you for listening, and please support AMAC. And you can become a member at amac.us slash join. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post... Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877 Governor Glenn Youngkin of Virginia is off to a great start. Governor, not governor-elect anymore. We got rid of the uh, the black-faced, white-robed Klansman, or whatever he was calling himself. The guy was barely able to speak. I mean, what a humiliating embarrassment. And, of course, he moved hard left in the media, you know, Forgave him of all things, was protected by the Washington, the likes of the Washington Compost and Media Matters and all the rest. But as they point out in the Daily Wire, Virginia's new governor signed 11 executive orders and directives on the first day in office after being sworn in over the weekend. Now, what were they? Executive Order Number 1 delivers on his day one promise to restore excellence in education by ending the use of divisive concepts, including critical race theory in public education. Of course, that pushes racism, Marxism, and segregation. Executive Order Number 2 delivers on his day one promise to empower Virginia parents in their children's education and upbringing by allowing parents to make decisions on whether their child wears a mask in a school. Now, the totalitarian counties that encircle part of Washington, we call it Northern Virginia, Fairfax County, Arlington, and some of the others, have said, no, you're still required to wear masks. Now, let me tell you something about how government works. The states, way, way back, the colonies, but we'll call them the states, they created these towns and cities. So the towns and cities are effectively creations of the states. And so unlike the federal government, 
vis-a-vis the states. Remember, the states created the federal government or the national government as well. The states created the local governments. So the local governments are not autonomous from the states. And they can't just thumb their nose at a state directive. And yet some of the counties have already. You see the lawlessness of the left. They don't like something, they're lawless. You don't like something, of course, you're a Klansman, a neo-Nazi, and definitely a white supremacist. We'll see how that plays out, but the governor will have the upper hand. And you've got to look at what DeSantis has done in the face of defiant counties, too. He's empowered parents now, or they're going to, to sue school boards and localities. That is a very powerful weapon. Executive Order Number 3 delivers on his day one promise to restore integrity and confidence in the parole board of the Commonwealth of Virginia. He abolished it. And we'll start anew. Executive Order Number 4 delivers on his day one promise to investigate wrongdoing in Loudoun County, Virginia. That is, the sexual assaults and so forth that have occurred. And he's asked the Attorney General, the new Attorney General, I want to tell you about him in a moment. Executive Order Number 5 delivers to make government work for Virginians by creating the Commonwealth Chief Transformation Officer. Executive Order Number 6, he declares that Virginia is open for business. Executive Order Number 7 promises to combat and prevent human trafficking and provide support to survivors. Executive Order Number 8 promised to establish a commission to combat anti Semitism. Well, he definitely won't want to pick from the Biden administration. Executive Order Number 9 promised to withdraw from the Regional Greenhouse Gas Initiative. This is hardcore stuff. Executive Order, next one, I guess. Jumpstart the economy by cutting job-killing regulations by 25%. He's going to uh, restore individual freedoms, personal privacy, by rescinding the vaccine mandate for all state employees. So uh, that's really uh, very powerful. It's good to see that. I wonder what the Republican governor of Maryland, who wants to be president, thinks of that. I'm sure all the rhinos are very concerned now. Uh Uh-oh. What are we going to do? He seems like a right-winger. No, he's not a right-winger. He's a constitutional conservative. None of us are right-wingers. We're constitutional conservatives. Here's what he understands. Here's what you understand. And that's why he's made education such a priority. We cannot save this country if we're indoctrinating our children to hate it. There's a fantastic piece in the Wall Street Journal, January 14th, by a gentleman, Professor John Ellis. I had him on Life, Liberty, and Levin some time ago, and he's written a fantastic book, too. Can politics get better when higher education keeps getting worse? Voters have the sense to resist notions like critical race theory. A generation from now, they may not. And his point is, look, 
And he points to Virginia as a perfect example. If you're indoctrinating your children to be Marxists, if you're indoctrinating your children to hate American history, if you're indoctrinating your children about white dominant culture and all the rest of this stuff, then academia and its outsized influence on the next generation is destroying the country because there will not be the great American majority or the silent majority to fall back on because there won't be a majority to fall back on. That's his point. He says, where are we headed now? On on campus, radicalism grows stronger every day. The current left-right campus faculty ratio is probably about 15 to 1. The new appointments are being made at a rate of 50 to 1. He says, as we approach complete leftist saturation among professors, college campuses will become even more intolerant, irrational, and politically aggressive. More important, he says, academia's influence on society will intensify as the number of people who have graduated from radicalized campuses increases and the number of those who graduated with a conventional college education declines. A generation, students from about 2000 to now, has graduated from one-party campuses. Where will we be when two generations have done so and another generation has died off? One thing stands in the way of the onward march of this malevolent force, the public's common sense. Parents have mounted spirited campaigns against teaching critical race theory in schools. What will this pushback weaken as the number of politically indoctrinated college graduates rise? We shouldn't wait to find out. We must stop the political radicals who have a stranglehold on U.S. campuses. Why isn't that happening already? And again, in American Marxism, in Chapter 7, I talk about some of the ways forward in doing that. Parents and students feel a need for credentials, even while the credential of a college degree has been corrupted. More important factor is that public perception hasn't caught up to the reality of academia. Older adults cherish memories of their time at college. Campus buildings are as impressive as ever, and the names of the institutions like Harvard and Yale are still magical, but a stream of poisonous ideology flows daily from academia into the American culture. Woke district attorneys may be a proximate cause of the current crime wave, and woke teachers feed children the ideology of racial hatred, But the root cause of these and other related woes is America's corrupted universities. Our future depends on whether the public can overcome its autopilot embrace of these institutions and take a clear-eyed look at what they really are. If not, future election results won't be so encouraging. He's a professor emeritus at University of California, Santa Cruz. (laughs) Oh, my God. If he were still there, they'd be hanging him from a telephone pole. And, of course, it's gotten worse. This has spread into our elementary, middle, and high schools, which is why what Yunkin is doing is heroic. What DeSantis started is heroic. And why this needs to spread throughout the country. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, And I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. 
More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. I want to mention something that's near and dear to my heart. <clears throat> near the end of the administration, well, actually, I'm, I'm not correct. At some point during the latter end of the administration, um, my wife Julie was asked to join a commission in the administration, the U.S. Commission for the Preservation of America's Heritage Abroad. Now, the primary responsibility of the commission is that they are tasked with saving and safeguarding sites associated with the Holocaust, which also means making sure that the history of the Nazis and, quite frankly, the communists and so forth can't be hidden or won't be hidden. And when you serve on these commissions, it's pretty selfless. We, uh, well, the chairman of the commission, Paul Packer, is a very patriotic man. He's a man who spent a tremendous amount of his own money towards meeting the mission of the commission. There are other people on there gentleman by the name of Horn. It's a bipartisan commission. Bipartisan. So Joe Biden, on Friday, late Friday, Friday evening when Shabbat had taken place, for Jews, Shabbat is a time of reflection every week. And uh, Orthodox Jews, they don't travel. They travel, they walk. They don't use, you know, electronics or watch TV. It's time for reflection, time for family. That's when the Biden administration struck and fired all the people who'd been appointed by President Trump. Now, the way this is historically supposed to work out is that the people finish their commission period. And in this case... It was next month, February 2022. But Biden couldn't wait to fire the people on the commission because they've been appointed by Donald Trump. And these are people on the commission who spend hours and hours and hours trying to defend the memory of the people who were slaughtered during the Holocaust to keep alive knowledge about the Nazis and the Third Reich. 
In other words, there was no politics whatsoever. None. None. And so, utterly disrespectful what he does to this commission, utterly disrespectful that he does it on Shabbat, and now, now they announce that Biden has picked TV personality Star Jones to lead the Heritage Board. I don't believe she's Jewish. Is she Mr. Producer? I'm just curious. Star Jones will be the chair of the U.S. Commission for the Preservation of America's Heritage Abroad. Star Jones, who was on ABC's The View, and is going to be a judge on divorce court. That's Star Jones. And they're also appointing the husband of Senator Gene Shaheen of New Hampshire. In other words, they're treating this like it's some kind of a patronage operation. It's really appalling. Now you might say, Mark, that's because your wife served on Well, of course I'm going to defend my wife, but that's not why. And it's amazing how the Washington Compost reported this. Some jackass for the Washington... Well, this guy's being removed by association with white supremacists, and of course the chairman's being removed because he's openly political, and Strauss Levin's being removed because she's a conservative activist. Just disgusting. They didn't report all the magnificent things that had been done by this commission under Trump. Wonderful things, and things that were going to happen. Things still slated to happen. That took months and months and months to work on. They didn't care. They didn't care. Just wanted to point that out to you. Here's something that's interesting. I don't think the Democrats can now say, Hey, look! There's not a single judge who's ruled for you. Okay, here's one. Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Absentee ballot drop boxes can't be used in Wisconsin any longer. A Waukesha County judge rules, wow, a Waukesha County judge ruled that absentee ballot drop boxes can't be used in Wisconsin, potentially upending aspects of the spring elections and the fall's high-profile contest for governor and U.S. Senate. After hearing three hours of arguments, Circuit Judge Michael Boren, B-O-H-R-E-N, deserves a prize, determined state law allows absentee ballots to be returned in person or by mail, but not in a ballot drop box. It's all good and nice, he said, but there's no authority to do it. He said he would finalize an injunction in 10 days ordering the State Elections Commission to withdraw long-standing advice to municipal clerks around the state that says they can use absentee ballot drop boxes. Drop boxes have long been available in some Wisconsin counties, but their use expanded greatly in 2020 when absentee voting exploded because of coronavirus pandemic, they write. There you go. There's a ruling. Because you see, ladies and gentlemen, the Constitution give the the power to the Board of Elections. A lawsuit had been filed in June by Richard Teagan of Heartland and Richard Tom of Menominee Falls. They are represented by the conservative Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty. God bless them. Luke Berg, an attorney with the Law Institute, argued ballot drop boxes cannot be used because state law limits how ballots can be returned. Oh, that doesn't matter. What, are you white supremacists? Are you part of Jim Crow? 
Bowen's ruling, the judge, also prevents voters from having someone else return their ballots for them. Absentee ballots, that means political groups can't pick up ballots for voters, a practice that has not been widely used in Wisconsin, but it's been used in Wisconsin. It's being used in other states. Wow, look at that. Look at that. I wonder if they're going to talk about this now. Nobody is. Nobody is. Decision also will prevent voters from giving their ballots to their spouses and neighbors to return for them. Could also prevent officials from holding events like democracy in the park. What do you do? Smoke pot in the park? I don't know. So we want to salute this judge, a real judge who actually interprets the law and the Constitution, Judge Michael Boren. I'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. Mark Levin, America's think tank. And you can call him at 877-381-3811. All right. Why don't we take a few calls? Joe, Kansas City, Missouri, the great KCMO. How are you, Joe? Hey, Mark, better than I deserve. Thank uh, you. First of all, I want to thank you for your service. Well, and um, I never really served, are, are, you know. I'm sorry? I never served, you know. Well, yes, you are better than than ninety nine out of a hundred people that ever did. Well, you're I'm... doing the you're like you know you're the uh, the Paul Revere and the Ben Franklin of today, man. You're uh, as long as I'm not be... the Betsy Ross. But thank you, my friend. Um, Mark, uh, regarding the war on conservative radio, mm-hmm. I'm sure you're aware of the donkey who's been stalking conservative radio stations. Uh, I call it the Ad Council, featuring hideous productions appearing thousands of times daily on conservative talk shows. Why? To discourage listeners uh, uh, of conservative radio. Their own website touts over a hundred leftist corporate financial supporters. Really? Uh, they appear on uh, 43,000 times a day across the United States on conservative radio shows. Honestly, I didn't and know that, this. This is very fascinating. Go ahead. Well, I, I'm a radio nut. That's all I do. I threw the TVs out a few years ago mm-hmm. and uh, trying to save up enough to uh, buy one now that you're on TV. <laughs> so, oh, thank you. It'll make me go back to it. 
And, um, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, and a lot of these productions mm-hmm. are geared toward kids. But if that was if that was true and they weren't trying to dissuade conservative listeners, mm-hmm. why do these uh, kids' so-called PSAs appear as late as 2 a.m.? Uh, you know, it, it doesn't make any sense. And these things are so hideous, they make you turn the, the channel off in a second. And they take up a lot of time off of the uh, radio shows. Uh, they appear between the shows. And Here, lot- here's the truth. You need to know that when it comes to decisions that are made about uh, what airs uh, through the network and um, in certain of these time slots, the host has no say. None. I just wanted you to know that. All right, Joe. Thank you, my friend. And call again. That was fascinating. Now, I have a say over my main sponsors. Don't get me wrong. That's for sure. But I don't know what's playing uh, in many of these recorded feeds. I just don't know. And it's just not possible because there's so many of them. So there is that. There is that. Um, let us go to our buddy Ivan, who moved from Maryland to Florida. He's a free man now, Miramar, Florida. How are you, Ivan? Hey, Mark, I love you to death. Every time you, you put me on, I put a big smile on my face. I, I would say I love you like a brother, Mark, but I actually love you better than a brother sometimes because my brother brother's a, a Democrat. Oh, <laughs> but, my goodness. But it, Mark, I, w- I wanted to talk on the direct TV. And by the way, thank you, Ivan. Go right ahead. Mark, Mark I love you to death. Hey, hey um, on DirecTV, I, you know I moved to Florida. Yeah. But, um, so when, when I moved to Florida, um, I got DirecTV. Um, they have a Sunday ticket to watch the NFL games out of market. And yeah. um, so, so I could watch the Redskins game, games. I got, I got that. But then a couple of months ago, I heard a report that AT&T, the owner of DirecTV, they have this 21-day racial equity program. And uh, National Review reported that they in that in this uh, program they say that white people are the are the problem, and this is this is in in, in the article, and um, you know to me that was the last straw. In addition to the poor customer service. And by the way, folks, I've met Ivan. Ivan's an African American. Just so if the left wingers are wondering, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, Mark. In addition to the poor customer service, uh, you know, I said, why should I pay to support these policies? And one more thing, Mark. Along with the, you know, along the same lines, you know, with the Supreme Court ruling that that uh, OSHA uh, cannot create uh, personal health care mandates for corporations with 100 or more employees, but any of these woke corporations on their own could still, you know, mandate vaccines and cause the employees to lose their careers or their pensions. And I thought, you know, it's it's about time for conservatives to, to create not a blacklist but a VAX vax list. You know, conservatives yeah. need to put an end to these, these world corporations forcing us um, to subsidize. Well, here, here's the thing. I spent an hour, oh, it's been several months ago, when this issue came up, going over what I thought individual employees could do in terms of litigation, in terms of uh, nonprofit legal groups that would assist them. Like, I think it's a violation of, uh, of the 14th Amendment and equal protection. I absolutely do, and uh, so and that, and that doesn't just apply, obviously, to government. That applies to the private sector. 
And uh, there is some of that going on, but there needs to be more of it, in my view, M- much more of it. And make these companies pay a price. You know, we can boycott, we can make all the noise we want, but when you hit them in the pocketbook, that's where they seem to get, uh, it seems to get attention. That's why I want everyone to boycott. By boycott, I mean cut off. I should say cut off, direct TV, drop them. And, um, and what you can do if you're an employee and you're being discriminated against, well, sue them under the Constitution. As I say, you have the 14th Amendment. All right, my man, I got to get on to the next person and then go. I want to thank you, Ivan. You take care of yourself and have a wonderful New Year. What happened? He fell out anyway here. Take care of yourself, Ivan. Ivan's a great guy. Let's go to Joe, Indianapolis, Indiana, XM Satellite. Joe, what up? Hey, Mark. On a, Just a total privilege to speak with you. Hey, you had thank spoke you. earlier about... Um, how the health care is really going to start suffering under Democrat control. Just want to let you know, I work in the operating room, and we are rationing supplies now because oh we God. we can't get sterile gloves. We can't get oh. sterile syringes. And it's, Unbelievable. Uh, you know, we've got notes. Yeah, we've got notes on hospital board. Hey, this is all the gloves we had. Be careful. Don't waste them. And it's, it's like, what's going to happen here in, you know, another two months? When we can't get any. friggin' believable. And by the way, they keep saying wear masks. Have you tried to get a mask lately? (laughs) That's so easy to find them in. Well, that's not a problem in the OR, but the Mm -hmm. bottom line is, you know, I mean, we're having to ration supplies that really shouldn't have to be rationed. So thank you, Joe Biden. Unbelievable. And where are the media on this? You know, this monologue I gave on Sunday on my Fox show, I talked about the media aren't at the food kitchens anymore. They're not at the homeless shelters anymore. They're not at the gas stations anymore, the way they used to hound Ronald Reagan. It's amazing. They're not at the hospitals anymore talking about the shortages of all this stuff or at the food kitchens or at the homeless shelters or anything of the kind. They cover up for this guy because they are corrupt, corrupt through and through. They're, they're putrid. Well, Joe, uh, I want to thank you, and that's very, that's frightening. Absolutely frightening. Take care of yourself. Paul, Amarillo, Texas, the great KIXZ. Go. Well, bless you uh, for doing what you do, because we know you, you're you part of everybody against this fight, and this fight we have to win. I'm a That's Canadian sure. truck driver. I drive all over the United States. I come back and I do my loads, and with our country, we're... We're, we're almost, it's almost done. We've got a prime minister that basically is in league with the Communist Party there and in China. We also have a Canadian media that's basically taken over every one of our uh, airwaves. And we've got a handful of conservatives, uh, conservative radio stations that are left. And, you know... Now, hundreds of thousands of our Canadian and American truck drivers, because the U.S. and Canadian government has decided that we're going to make sure that if you Americans want to come in and haul products that we desperately need into Canada, or Canadians that come down into the United States, they're going to need to be vaccinated. And that started day before yesterday in Canada, and next week that's going to be 
the American drivers that come into Canada, they're going to be need to be vaccinated. And if not... Oh, can't, can't wait for American, your food shelves, what they're going to look like. Yeah, and I travel everywhere. I travel California to, to uh, Florida. And uh, I'm telling you, I'm, I, I've been bringing back onions. I usually bring back a haul, uh, equipment, steel, bring steel down, travel along the Mexico border, everything. And it, it is, it's going to be very interesting. I don't think they'll last. I don't think they'll, they'll be able to, to, to complete their mission there because, it, like you said, it's going to be very interesting. But bless you for what you do. You've got hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of truck drivers all over North America listening to you, and uh, keep up the good work. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, my friend, and you keep up the good work. I don't know what we do without you guys and gals. And God bless you. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. Six minutes left in the program. I hate when that happens. Tons of things to go through here, but you know what? Probably a good thing. I could probably talk for eight hours. Doesn't mean you want to listen for eight hours, so that is different. Let us continue. Robert, Dallas, Texas, the great WBAP, or as we like to call it, WBAP. Robert, how are you? Or down here for us, it's the big BAP. There you go. Uh, Mark, I hope you're doing well. Uh, after all these years of listening to you, it's such an honor and privilege to finally be able to speak with you. Thank you, my friend. Uh, uh, w, w, just so people know, WBAP was my first affiliate. My very oh, first wow. affiliate. Yeah, it was WMAL, and then we went to WBAP. A buddy of mine called Bob Shopper was the PD back then, and he had me uh, do two shows. He told me somebody was out ill. I said, fine. I did it. And he said, hey, how would you like to be on this? St-? I said, great. And that's how that started. Well, it all fits. Uh, as with yeah. our friend Rush, uh, I've been listening to you forever. So it's wonderful yeah. to finally talk to you. Uh, I wish it was about a good thing. I wanted to go back to the first topic that you addressed this evening. Mm-hmm. And that was the uh, hostage situation here in Colleyville. Mm-hmm. Uh, colleague goes right down the road with, uh, from me, so obviously I was quite interested in the events of that day. Yeah. But at the end of the day, when the uh, law enforcement were having their press conference, Mark, I was absolutely stunned when the FBI spokesperson came out and said that this had nothing to do with the Jewish community or the Jewish religion. 
And it just kind of reinforced in my mind how politicized and unprofessional the FBI has become, at least at the middle and upper levels. Um, and I I'm fear afraid, you're right. You know, later, I fear you're right. This year, if the Republicans fortunately retake control of the Congress, uh, with their oversight capacity, and if President Trump retakes control of the White House of 24, we're going to have to go after the FBI root and branch to end this nonsense. But here's the problem, Robert. I don't believe the Republicans are capable of it. I don't. Mitch McConnell's been around, uh, you know, nearly as long as the Washington Monument. A lot of these guys, they're not willing to take on these entities. And one of the reasons they hate Trump is because he is. And he points these things out that the average person is looking at and say, well, somebody needs to fix that. He wants to fix it, so they try and destroy him, in my view. Yeah. Well, something's got to be done. I mean, you know, as conservatives and constitutionalists, we believe in law and order. And Mm -hmm. what we're seeing out of the FBI is no such thing anymore, at least not at the higher levels. I, I agree 100%. 100%. Thank you for your call, my friend. Toronto, California. Let's go to Eli on the Mark Levin app. Eli, go right ahead, please. How are you, Mark? This is Eli the Canadian, not California. It's oh, wait a minute. <laughs> All right. It's Toronto, Canada. So, Sorry. Yes. So uh, what I wanted to say is, like the previous caller that called, about the synagogue. I was watching Fox all day, even though I'm not keeping Shabbos. But uh, they they said it's about 57% that's hate crimes in uh, by the by the FBI. But then this guy who is the head of the FBI press conference couldn't say anything whether it would be a pogrom. And by the, and by the way, thanks for correcting me. Rather than 40%, I meant to say nearly 60% instead of the. Eli, call again. Unfortunately, that music means I'm out of time. I tried to get everybody in. Sorry, my friend. Call again. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. And I thank you, you great patriots out there. Thank you for listening. 